We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right. I'm about to go. The blitz is picked up. There's an open man. It's Rashad Bateman, and he is gone. Touchdown, Minnesota. Gave a game ball out in the locker room to the state of Minnesota. Short throw, little bubble. Chris Ottman Bell inside the 10, the 5, touchdown Minnesota. For one Minnesota. Ricky Slade in it running back. The Bledsoe ran him over, but the ball got off, and it's intercepted again by Antoine Winfield. I'm just so proud to be a gopher. Trying to thread it in, and he does. Tyler Johnson, touchdown Minnesota. But our fans were unbelievable today. That's the best college football environment I've ever played in as a head football coach. Clifford again has time. Throws! And it is intercepted in the end zone by Jordan Howden! Row the boat, Scotty Mago, Gophers. Thanks. All right, the author of those last words is standing by to talk to us right now. Sid, say good morning to P.J. Fleck. P.J., congratulations. I've been covering football for 75 years. And I've never seen anything like that. First the game, and then the postseason deal. Tell me about this kid who intercepted that pass that really won the game. What's his background? Was he a highly recruited kid? Yeah, Jordan Howden. He's from Las Vegas, Nevada. He's from the same high school as Cam Wiley. Uh, Coach David Hill out there, who we, who helps us, you know, just in terms of relationships out there. Um, with uh, he coaches at the high school and does a really good job. And, um, you know, he's, he, he this young man is a special player. I mean, he's he had to, he's the one that had to fill in for Antoine Winfield Jr. last year when Antoine Winfield Jr. got hurt. And Jordan Howden was a true freshman. Uh, he was highly recruited and then had some academic things he had to be able to finish up. So he lost a lot of those West Coast Pac-12 offers. Uh, and then we swooped in swooped in in the last minute. And we're able to get him here. And it was one of those things. We knew he'd be a great player. We were very fortunate enough to get him. He's a wonderful person, uh, a tremendous worker. Last year had to play way too early. And, you know, that was part of some of the reasons why we didn't have so much success last year. We played so many of those young guys. And, and Jordan was back there in the secondary at a major position, an Antoine Winfield position, uh, and really didn't know his feet from his head. It was very difficult for him, but those are the failing moments that you have that you can create a moment like that that wins the game for you against the fourth-ranked team in the country. And Jordan's come a long way. He's a special individual, a really, really tremendous young man, and, uh, again, from the Las Vegas area. And we're really excited to have him, and he's got a very bright future. How about the seniors on defense? How well they played yesterday? Well, that whole senior class, I think I've made it very public how proud of them I am just in terms of – them being here and you know when we first got here they didn't leave and then after the first year they didn't leave and then they stayed and they they just became the culture and those 11 12 people that stayed you got to give them a lot of credit Uh, but the carter coughlins of the world played tremendous yesterday continue to put pressure on the quarterback getting the ball out of his hand 
Uh, didn't have a ton of sacks, but we were able to get the ball out of his hand when we needed it to. They're a very good offense. They're a very good football team. Um, but we had a lot of people really step in. Thomas Barber played really well. Obviously, Antoine Winfield did a great job. Uh, but again, you know, we didn't have Kamal Martin again. So when you look at that, even some young guys played really well with Braylon Oliver and Mariano Sorry Marin. You talk about guys who are really stepping in and playing big when your best player on defense is out. How about your quarterback? How could you play any better? 18 for 20, over 300 yards. And those wide receivers are unbelievable. Well, it's just a culmination of a lot of work. You know, Tanner works his tail end off. Uh, he's a great leader. His tangibles are really high. He's a special human being, but also a special player. And then he does a great job at distributing. The best thing a quarterback does is he's a distributor. You know, he's like the point guard in basketball. Uh, just distribute it to your playmakers, make really good decisions, uh, put the ball where it needs to be, make really good passes, and your playmakers can take it from there. And we really needed our players this game to be the reason. They were going to be the reason. Whether we won or lost, the players were going to be the reason. The leaders had to play their best, and the playmakers had to make plays. And they were able to do that. How much, PJ, when, when the game started and you hit with the big one right away, were you guys thinking a lot about we're going to throw the ball a lot, or is it always a game of if we can run it, we keep running it? Because it looked like you guys had really thought through for the last couple of weeks how you wanted to attack that defense. Well, the one thing is when you have a bye week, you know, you go out recruiting. And I was out recruiting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But there's one guy on the staff who wasn't recruiting. That was Kirk Sharaka uh, and Joe Rossi didn't either. They stood in that. They stayed all weekend and, and continued to be able to dissect, um, you know, Penn State and continue to come up with new ideas. And there's nobody better at watching film than Kirk Sharaka. And what he can come up with if you give him enough time. You know, the one big one to Rashad is really a check. And uh, that, that was – that was really kind of thought of into the second week. That wasn't even just the first week, first week of game planning. And so we knew we would have to be able to run the football. We had to. There was no way we couldn't. But we knew how talented they were. But we needed the run to still set up the pass. But it turned out that sometimes the pass was able to soften a little bit of the box in the, in the run game and gave us a better shelf. So, um, and you got to give them a lot of credit. They're a really good football team. That was a huge win for us yesterday because it was the next one. And that's what I love about this football team. They, they take one game at a time doesn't matter who they play. Uh, they find a way to get better every week, and they compete against themselves. PJ, a uh, couple of things. First of all, I think it's appropriate you give credit, uh, obviously, to the players. They won the football game. Uh, you had some things to say after the game. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a better student section stick around. And, and you said something about your coaching staff, and I'm, I'm glad you did because they did some things yesterday that were pretty interesting to watch the pass protection that you put in bringing in another offensive lineman and a couple of times just looking at that wall in front of Tanner Morgan and knowing how good Penn State is on defense number two in the country in several categories I just thought your your creation of a pocket and the maintenance of the pocket for your quarterback including in one case a great block by your running back I mean I thought those were some of the key turning points in the game well, we needed to mix up some of our protections. You know, we couldn't just stand back there and do some of the things we knew. It's to sit back there in five or six-man protections and just sit there and say, we're going to be okay. Uh, the teams that did that, I mean, uh, they either got their quarterback hurt or they had nine sacks that game, and it would, didn't turn out well for them. So I thought our offensive staff, Brian Callahan, our offensive line coach, our running back coach, Kenny Burns, Clay Patterson, our tight end coach, and obviously Coach Rocket did a great job of being able to manipulate situations where we could keep Tanner upright, get the ball off when we needed to, max protect when we needed things down the field, 
play action pass when we needed to be able to get the ball out of the hand that could keep the run honest. But also then, you know, being able to chip with the backs and the backs not only just chipping on the outside ends, but coming in inside and blocking single-handedly into the B-gap, which is very difficult to do. But there were a lot of things we hadn't shown, and, and it was just a great game plan by them. And, um, you know, we found a way to be able to find, uh, find a way to find – we were able to find a way to win. How about going into the game? Did you know you could throw the ball that well against uh, Penn State? Well, again, you know, the, the way this team thinks, it's not necessarily just against who we play. It's we need to be able to throw the ball efficiently every single week. We need to run the ball efficiently every single week. And whichever one we have to lean on heavily during that, during the game, during the four quarters of how the game unfolds, that's how we're going to be able to lean on. And that's what we're going to have to lean on to have success. The great thing about it is we can do both. And that's, that's where we uh, were better this year than we were last year. We can truly do both. And when you can do both, you can do a lot of special things. So what is it? I mean, when you take a quarterback like Tanner Morgan and you do the same thing Western Michigan, where you don't make mistakes, where you limit the turnovers and the interceptions, what is that process like as a coach to get a, you know all these quarterbacks come out and they're all pretty good from high school, but what's the teaching progression like to get inside a guy's head so he thinks that way? Well, I think it's just consistency, and, and you know Kirk's a great teacher, and I hope I demand our staff to always be great teachers. It's how you break it down. You know, it's not about what we know. It's about what the quarterback knows. So some people just take pride in saying a play really fast, talking really fast, going through the game plan really fast, or going through development really fast. We don't. We take it step by step by step. That's why we said this is going to be a process. And, and you know, it was going to take time because of the teaching, the natural teaching progressions. There's things we're doing this year we couldn't do last year with him. Um, and he's got to continue to get better. And we've got to continue to push the envelope. One thing we do is we get our players to be able to have success, and then we make them fail again. We give them something else they're not good enough in. And then we just continue to help them get to that process, and then it just starts over again. PJ, just when you think you know everybody's name and number, you come out to uh, kick a field goal and extra points, and I had to go to my program. I said, who's this? And a kid that I think 99% on the stands had never heard of plays a significant role for you in the game yesterday. Uh, Brock Walker did a great job stepping in for Michael Lance. Michael Lance had a little bit of a, a leg a, a leg tightness that kind of happened a little bit later in the week, and and we felt like it was best or our best interest to be able to go with Brock. And Brock's earned it. He earned the opportunity to be number two, and we knew that at some point, somehow, some way, you're going to have to use him. I thought he stepped in there, ice in his veins, hit a great field goal, did a great job with his extra points, um, and that was his moment. And again, now again, he's put himself in a position. Uh, to have an opportunity to continue to do that. Talk about Green. You got two two scores against uh, Maryland, and yesterday he got the, actually the key when he scored from the one yard line. That was a key touchdown. Well, I think you know the one. You know, we made all six of our offensive linemen captains yesterday. I thought that was really important for us. And you know, as a head coach, you want to make sure that you let them know what kind of game it's going to be. And we've never made all six offensive linemen captains. And You know, when Seth Green gets to run behind those guys with an extra blocker, um, Seth Green has a lot of success because, one, he's a really good athlete. He's got great vision. and He can hit the hole. Uh, and he's tough to bring down. Um, we got an extra blocker involved. But also, I thought the offensive line played outstanding yesterday. And Brian Callahan deserves a lot of the credit for that. They also didn't have very many penalties. And, again, getting back to a little bit what we're talking about the quarterback there, how, how do you teach – 
uh, in a game, again, where if, if you don't make mistakes, you can win. How do you teach players not to commit what can be just a, you know negating circumstances sometimes, and you guys commit very few penalties? Mike, it's a long process. I mean, that started the day we got here, uh, educating our players how you win games, not lose games. Most games are lost, and most games that are won are lost less than the opponent. Uh, and that's the honest-to-God truth. we got to find a way to win games. For us to get to the level that we want to be at, we got to be the smarter team. we got to be better in situational football. we got to understand field position and what the different aspects of the fields mean. And then we got to understand that that's 78%. That's how you win games. When we've been 78%, we're almost undefeated uh, in terms of the, since we've been here. When we lose that 78% battle, we're almost defeated 100% of the time. So uh, we've had one game where we flirted with the 22%, still found a way to win. But other than that, it, you find ways to be able to build your culture and your program around foundational pieces, and the ball is one of them. Being disciplined and lack of penalties is another. We spend a lot of time on technique and fundamentals. I mean a ton. So we hopefully don't have a lot of holding calls. Uh, we make our system and our cadence you know, very player-friendly, so we don't have a lot of false starts, uh, but have a very simplistic way of mixing it up so not many people can get onto it. Um, and then you just got to find the right people who are truly committed, who are focused. And Again, we have, we have 85 players who have above a 3.0. Uh, when you start thinking about that, these are, this is a smart football team. And when you have a smart football team, you can accomplish extraordinary things. And so when you tie all that together, and it's an everyday teaching process, like today we'll have five or six clips in our team meeting from people outside the country that lost games because of something, because of a bonehead penalty, because of a personal foul, because of an offside, because of something. Um, and, you know, that we want to continue to educate every day based on other people's mistakes or our mistakes, always giving them the reason why. You can learn two different ways. You can learn the easy way and the hard way. The easy way is from somebody else doing it. The hard way is from you to do it. And so we constantly provide them with that and make that part of our foundational cultural, uh, uh, you know, basically how everybody calls it, um, you know, all of our, our, whatever, not gimmicks, but those are all of our slogans. It's based on situations and how do you find a way to win games. PJ, two clock-related things. First of all, credit to Tanner Morgan, who, when clock management was important, almost never took a snap with more than one or two seconds on the play clock. And the second, nobody watches the clock more than you do. I watch you watching the clock. And it looked everybody in the stands like uh, Penn State got away with, with a play one or perhaps even two seconds after the play clock had expired. Did you ever get an explanation on that? I did get an explanation. And um, I, I don't understand it, but I got an explanation. Um, when the clock goes to zero, the back judge, if it hits zero, he looks up. Or it looks down. So he's looking at the play clock. The back judge sees it. He hits zero. Then he looks down to see if the ball is snapped. Okay. If the ball gets snapped, the minute he looks down, he lets it go. If it looks, if he looks down and the ball has not been snapped, he calls a penalty. Hmm. But it hung on zero for at least, you know, I thought it hung on zero for a second. That was my argument. Now, to them, that's what they said was he looked up, said zero. He looked down. The ball was snapped. I mean, zero, zero, to my, in my opinion. That's an interesting explanation. Sid? Two questions. How about the noise? The crowd made it impossible, I would think, for them to audible. And how did you wind up with such outstanding wide receivers? Nobody has, Minnesota has never had as many, many good wide receivers. 
Well, first of all, the crowd was uh, – it's the best college environment I've ever been in uh, as a head football coach, player or coach, uh, because it was authentic, it was real, it was genuine. You felt the whole state of Minnesota behind you. It wasn't just a football stadium. That was a state that was behind you. And you felt it from the kickoff to the end of the game. Um, our student section was packed, and that's what we can be. You know, we always talk about what we can be. That's what it can be, it could be, and should be every single week. And that's what we're working on providing and working on being able to have. Uh, so I can't thank our, our, our fans enough. We were talking about the football aspect of it with the wide receivers. Matt Simon does a great job at developing wideouts. Uh, you know, he's developed a first-round pick, a top-five pick overall. We've got a lot of high draft picks on this team. But it's all about recruiting to your system. What kind of receivers do you need? Showing them their future of what they can do when they're here. And guys like Rashad Bateman buying into that and believing that. And same thing with Chris Altman-Bell. BJ, you and your coaching staff don't get enough credit. What a fantastic job you guys have done to do the right thing at the right time. And how lucky Minnesota is to have you to, to have long-term contact. And for being on the show, we'll get you a certificate to the best steakhouse in town. You deserve a lot more. What a lucky break Coyle was when he got you his day over as coach. Thank, congratulations to you. Well, I appreciate it, Sid. Thanks a lot. And row the boat, Scotty Mago, go first. Now we're back to zero and zero. And- <laughs> Got to find a way to be one and one against Iowa. Thanks, guys. Very good. That's uh, PJ Fleck back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, David, Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.